Crosswinds family and friends, welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction and what we hope you'll find is a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of this podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. Uh, As I do every week, I want to give a special shout out to Elijah Merrill, our executive producer, and Sheldon Boyce, our producer. Uh, They do all the heavy lifting of making sure these podcasts are out each and every Friday. If you want to learn more about this podcast or anything Crosswinds related, head on over to our website at crosswinds.church. Well, I have back with me in studio uh, Karen Busby, who's our pastor of Caring Ministries, and Denise McKenzie, who is a pastor and oversees our grief support ministry here at Crosswinds, as well as as many other things uh, throughout the Finger Lakes region. Um, I appreciate having both of you back in studio. Karen, thanks for being here. Oh, I'm glad to be back. <laughs> and Denise, uh, thanks for, for being a part of this podcast. Me as well. I'm glad to be here. Well, I want to jump in where we left off the last episode, and that's really to get into grief support. And uh, as we were talking before we began uh, recording this, uh, you mentioned your life verse, which I sort of referred to in a, uh, let's say, Craig paraphrase type of way um, uh, of the, the verse there in Corinthians. But share, share with us. You, you say this is the, one of those verses that just resonates with you, your call, and it makes perfect sense when I know who you are and the, and the work that you do and the ministry you have to so many people. Share it with us a little bit. Yeah, I, I guess I'll say the verse again. Yeah, sure, sure. The God of all compassion, the God of all comfort who comforts us in our trouble, paraphrase, so that we can turn around and comfort others in the same way that we ourselves have been comforted. A lot of words. Yeah, yeah. But um, I like words. It's okay. Pastors <laughs> like words. Yes, we do. If you do. But, uh, you know, we God gives us what we need mm. so that we can turn around and be what he wants us to be in terms of helping others heal, helping others in their lives, in caring ministries, Karen, right? Yeah. In in the ways we can walk along with ones which who is, are hurting. Which is interesting to me because when you think of grief support, um, just in the name, right? Your support knows who are grieving, helping them walk through the process, find healing. But that verse speaks of, of hope multiplied. Uh, that the hope isn't just that they learn how to 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 uh, be able to work through the grief, but that God can do something in someone's life that doesn't just allow them to do that, but to be a blessing to others out of the grief. And and to me, that's hope beyond hope, right? I mean, when, when you're going through a dark time in your life, you're wondering, is there an end to this? And yet the Word of God says, well, not only is there an end to this, but I'm going to use this. That, that you know, um, I often say that God isn't the, the, the orchestrator of all the crazy in life, but he's certainly powerful enough to use it <laughs> and, and, and redeem it for his good work, and not just in us, but eventually through us as we minister to other people. And right. so w- what an amazing ministry um, you lead, grief support. Talk, talk to us about it. Talk to us. What is it? Um, and what does it do? So it is. I, I just get excited hearing you say the words you just said because God is in this process, ongoing process of restoration, isn't it? Yes. One person at a time. One person at a time. Um, I guess I guess for me, grief support is, is perfect because as we mentioned in the last podcast, um, I was acquainted with grief, and I believe that 
God knows all about what we walk through, and he equips us. I, you made me think of Second Peter huh. 1, 3, and 4. We have everything we need through the knowledge and wisdom of God's character to, uh, what is it, the knowledge and his great, very great and precious promises to participate in his nature, in his divine nature to overcome evil and corruption in this world. Man, that right. covers it all, Craig. Yeah, it does, absolutely. It covers it all. But I know that the definition of grief that I've come up with, and I've really thought a lot about this, it's an emo- grief is an emotional experience and journey of one's entire being. Mm. So grief is a journey itself. Life is a journey. Our Christian walk is a journey. But grief is a journey of one's entire being responding to loss. Wow. And it can be loss, loss of loved one. It can be a role. It can be what we expected in life that didn't happen. And all kinds of things. What we deal with grief support most of the time, is loss of loved ones. But um, I I will unpack it and say that all emotions of grief are okay. That's good. Every single one. And in the very beginning, the first, we give out handouts each week that pertain to the lessons that we address, whether it means being uh, stuck in grief, all the emotions of grief, the complicating factors of grief, grief in relationships. I mean, the, it goes on. And I will say that church initiative over time has been the basis of the grief support groups that we've led. And at that time, we would call them grief share. Okay. So you buy the program in the church and we have it. And then we add our own additional personalities and input. And you've been doing this long enough. 25, where, yeah, 25 where you, years. You've learned yeah. a lot. Yeah. So you bring a wealth of not just experience, but knowledge yeah. Yeah. to this, right? Exactly. And that's what's, and the wealth of knowledge. Sure. The different people that have come through who have, we've learned and grown as leaders. Um, as we've seen people come through and say, oh yeah, I could never tell God what I'm really feeling because I don't want him to be mad at me, this one woman. And Hmm. and I said, wow, I think you can, but let's talk about that. Why wouldn't you want to? He Well, I serve him really well in the church, and I went right back to working in the church when I lost my husband. And um, my pastor told me, what a great worker you are. And she says, I'm just so weary, and I'm overwhelmed, and I have nothing to give anymore. Wow. And I said, well, how did it make you feel when your husband passed away? Disappointed, really disappointed. Like we were just about to retire. Wow. Well, did you ever tell God you were really disappointed? No. And I get chills thinking about this. This was probably 10 years ago. And I said, could I could I pray with you? And I, could I tell him wow. that you're disappointed? Because I'm disappointed too. Her name, I'll say, I'll call her Mary. wasn't yeah. Mary. I'm disappointed for you. Would you be okay with me praying and telling God I'm disappointed? And she did, and it was the beginning of her healing, and it was just what the Spirit gave me that day. People many times come to grief support and work and work and work because they don't want to feel their feelings. And 
when they're in the midst of busyness in their own lives and they have to help their children with healing, many times their healing is put on the shelf. Yes. And so you kind of unpack all that over 12 to 14 weeks. Yes. And you find out. So So let me back back up just here for a minute. So, So there's personal grief. But, and this probably isn't the best way to word it, but as I heard you share that, it's like there's this um, uh, maybe a, a group grief, right? And that right. group grief could be a family. Yeah. Um, it could right. be a church family. Right. It could be maybe you're at work, right? And some and something tragic happens. Yeah. And so, the, so all your colleagues are going through it. So there's this group grief. Yeah. And for those of us who are wired in particular to be fixers, minister, you know, that's sort of our wiring, we... We can avoid dealing with our grief by doing what is a very good thing, helping other people with their grief. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yes, and that happens in family systems. I, sure. I know of one woman, she lost her son in, a, in, a, um, in an auto accident. He was 17. She's, oh, she was. It was 25 years later she came to our grief group. She 25 o- years later. 25 years later she offered cookies. She was on the team that offered cookies when people did ministry in Crosswinds years, you know, a good yeah. few years back, and she said, "Could my husband and I bring cookies and serve the people? Because we love people and we want to help." Sure. And then one day, maybe four weeks after they started doing this every week, she took me aside and asked if they could be part of the circle, and I said, "Of course, come join." And she said, "Well, I had a loss of my se- of my seventeen year old." son many years ago but when I heard what was going on in the group I realized at that time my sister passed away as well as we had to do help her kids so we took them in she said Denise I never grieved my son Stephen and how long was that between it was it was um, I want to say 25 25 years later is that is that um is that something common uh when you think of people with grief what is common yeah. is that people hide from their grief, not meaning to, right. or get really busy. They don't want to feel the pain. And so they'll get involved in not only helping others, but maybe their work requires a lot of focus at that time. So instead of backing off and realizing they need to do what you already referenced, self-care right, right. in podcast one, what they'll do is they'll just jump into serving or doing something to keep themselves from feeling the hurt. But it catches up, and I and I have my own theory. Yeah, it will find you. Grief yeah. will find you. Yes, and and I think it's all about how much God loves us. And let me explain. Mm. God knows we carry burdens, and our bodies remember the losses. And so I believe what God does is he brings it to the surface because he knows we haven't completed the healing process. Yeah. And I I, I really believe, I've seen it over and over again in a long time watching, people don't get to it. They don't get to it. They don't really want to get to it. Right. God wants our hearts to be free, and he creates us for abundance, doesn't he? He creates us to be free of the things that maybe we haven't looked at. So he has this beautiful, miraculous, caring way of leading us Mm. to a place of finding that in ourselves. So it's interesting, then, if I'm hearing you right, 
and correct me if I'm wrong, that, that the grief journey, and we've talked about journey a little bit, but this grief journey is something God wants for us in the sense of, of healing. Right. And if we don't take that journey, he's going to bring it up until we do, right? Because we can't beautiful. really yeah. just sort of avoid it. Right. He doesn't want us to carry that yeah. un, un um, worked out. What am I saying? That that, that process, it's there. it's there. We may have suppressed it to the point that we right. think it's not, but it's there. And it comes out sideways. Yeah. You know, I, I, you I, know? I, I remember the first time I experienced that, that I can remember at least. I had a friend who was in the Civil Air Patrol. In my freshman summer, he uh, died in a plane crash. Um, it was at the end of the summer, and, and that's important because, again, it was my freshman summer from college, and I was home uh, that particular summer. And so at the end of summer, I had spent the majority of that time after that caring for friends and so forth because uh, that's my nature. That's sort of the wiring that I have. And, uh, and thought that in the midst of that that I, was, I had dealt with this loss. Uh, went back to school. Um, you know, it's it's uh, sophomore first semester, and I'm plugging away. I'm a part of a college ministry. I'm going full bore, right? And uh, would think about Sean. That was my friend Sean, and uh, would think about him, but never really processed anything. I thought I had. Winter break comes, and I'm home, and and now it's been like two weeks since I've been home. I feel that good letdown after a strong semester. And I'm driving back from the mall, and I began sobbing, and 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 I actually had to pull over um, because I was sobbing so much and wondering what in the world is going on. I thought I was having a breakdown, uh, not even knowing at 19 what that is really, to be honest with you. And then it hit me yeah. that I had been able to suppress um, the my feelings, the hurt, the the grieving over Sean for months. As I was back in school, you know, and and now it was like the Lord was like, okay, uh, semester's over. Uh, it's time to really look at this. And Let's I need, look at it. Can't you just yeah, hear him saying, "Let's yeah. just look at it, Craig." And I reached yeah. out to you know my pastor and uh, my my student pastor. So he and reached out and said, "Hey, look, I need some help." And uh, we we sat and began that process. Oh, but beautiful. but to me, that was the first time I realized that that I have the. I think we all do, but I have a big capacity in the midst of griefing situations to sort of, quote-unquote, move on. Uh, but that was the first time the Lord said, but you're not moving on. You know, mm-hmm. you're not. I, I have something more for you. And in order to get that, you're going to have to yeah. walk through this with me. Yeah, and everybody is unique in, in, yeah. the, in her, his or her grief. So your journey will look different. Um, the grief emotions, uh, you know, we give them the first um, week, we give them the sheet, and there's... Two, two or three sheets stapled together of emotions that are part of the grief journey. I think I gave you an example of that, the sheets, and it's just, it blows your mind because people will show up, they don't want to really lose it in the group, and they'll also show up and say, I, I've been feeling kind of crazy. So when they really do meet the grief, and this last group we had, a woman came and she says, I just can't do this alone. It's been a year and a half. Wow. And I can't do this alone. But Or I think I'm crazy. A lot of people will say that. And so the, what we do is we're present. We, the Holy Spirit is there. He's brought us there. We have six leaders. And we are present to hear. To present to hear stories. And the first week is very difficult. Yeah. So I, we like to make sure that we contact one-on-one when we hear people are going to be coming. The word gets out. 
we put a little bit of publicity in our um, group preparations. But you, you want to let people know the first week is a, quite an um, eye-opener because you're going to have to hear some sad stories. But we're there to support you. We be, and, and it's never requiring people to believe a certain way. I really want to say that. But it ends up being quite a beautiful outreach because people want the hope. I mean, I can tell you stories of people. Even this last one, we, we had an 86-year-old man come in. And he came in because he wanted to know a little bit about heaven. Oh. That was six years ago. He wanted to know a little bit about heaven because his wife had died. And she was a believer. Okay. And she knew she was going to heaven. Could I just come and learn a little bit about heaven? Wow. And um, six years later, just this past this past winter, he, he finally decided to ask Christ to become his Savior and Lord. I just Thanks visited God. him. He's on hospice now mm. out, in, uh, out in one of the outlying towns. And he said, I can't, still can't. He's at like a microbiologist, real brilliant ex-Marine. He connected with another Marine in our last group. And he said, and he is, he is going to be going with the Lord. He's on hospice at home. But he's not sick. He just knows he will be going because he can't take nutrition in. Right. And he's got signs around his home. And they say, all you EMT people, I am cleared by the doctor. I am on hospice and I'm a DNR, but I don't want you to try to resuscitate me. Please don't, because my Lord is waiting for me. <laughs> and that's all, brilliant. there were three signs at each door. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's so brilliant. So we go and we sit with him and he says, Denise, I can't believe that God made a way for me to be with him forever in heaven. Wow. I mean, wow. we have many stories like that. Yeah, wow, wow. Many stories. That's just so beautiful. So he comes to learn about a little bit about heaven, and now he's so ready to be in paradise with Christ. And he's blessed everybody, by the way. Hmm. He professed it. Um, he came three weeks before our last meeting, and he professed it to many young women. We have four young women who have lost their young husbands. Wow. And that's the other thing. God puts these groups together, and he brings the people and we, we tend to have, like, this particular group was a group of younger people who had lost young spouses. But sometimes we have ones that have different focus. Um, yeah, it's been incredible. And people minister to each other. Um, it, it is powerful. So let me just get through the grief definition. One's entire being responding to loss. So we have that mental we have that mental where people think they're going crazy. We have an emotional, their heart is broken. We have a physical, they come and they say, yeah, I don't eat much, and I'm feeling pretty sick about this loss. And then the last one, of course, is spiritual. And people have all kinds of different ideas, fears, questions. Why doesn't God answer me? How could a good God, Yeah. how could a good God allow me to lose my loss? And we had so many plans. And so there's a lot of lamenting. We know David did a lot of lamenting, yes. right? No answers. Why, God? Why? But we need to we need to call out and we need to feel free to call out. We have no we can't we don't fix anything in grief support. We just <laughs> know the fixer, right? That's we good. know the one who's got the hope. 
So it's a grief. Camp there for just a minute. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm stopping you because no, you're no. going through it. But but that idea of it, we don't fix anything. God is the fixer. Uh, I think that is something that's yeah. lost on a lot of people. You know, those of us who have that fixing nature have to overcome that uh, and understand that really there's only one Savior, and I'm not Him. Um, and so when you talk about that, yeah. to me, so I'm coming to grief share. Uh, you know, we're not there. We're not going to fix you. We're going to point to the fixer, you know, and you talked about all these different areas that, that our whole being encompasses. Talk to me about that a little bit. Unpack that a little bit for me. I, I will talk to you about that because it's it's uh, quite something when you see we, we incorporate scripture. There's a lot of scripture. There's a lot of stories. And we had a, um, a whole family come. Wow. This was a year ago. The son had passed, and the the mother and the sister came, and then the father came, and he came for two two series. So, and um, hearing the story of Job, wow! Hearing the story of Job, and on his way out, he said, "I'm going away for three weeks. I will not be here for three weeks, but um, I can see that I'm the leader in this in this grief." journey for my family because the sister came in for 12 weeks, never said a word. Okay. The the wife just was feeling very responsible that she could have saved him. And then there's the father who never really said much but took it all in. And he said, I recognize that Job said, my eyes had seen I hadn't seen, what, did he, what does Job say about my eyes? Yeah. Have seen now, and I I just, yeah. I now know I'm being with God. Now, yes. this man didn't know whether that scripture meant whether God, the whether Job had seen him or whether he had now realized he was. Yeah, there's this realization, the absolutely. There was a realization. Sure, sure. And, after, and he said, so I'm going away for three weeks, and I'm going to sit and be present. With God. Wow. I'm going to seek God's presence. And that's really what we do as humans, right? Yes. yes. God lives in us. Yes. And He, if, as we show up to just walk alongside, as you talked about, Karen, as, as we all want to do as God's yeah. servants, as God's children, we want to walk along and be present. The Spirit ministers. Wow. And, and in grief support, mm. we watch it. And I've wow. told you, as you stop by to pray with us one yeah. day, we, we're here, but the Spirit shows up every Thursday yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it's like almost overwhelming. It's mm. overwhelming in a good way. Yeah. Because we see it happen. Yeah. And I, 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 I was saying to you, Craig or Karen, I don't remember, I want, I want people to know the actual beauty of this ministry and that God shows up. Yeah. And, and we come, and some weeks, uh, half of the team is tired. So, and then you sit there and you, you watch one person who says something that might minister to somebody else. And, and, and this, this man, this 86-year-old man professing, and these women are sitting there who some of them know the Lord and some don't. And they're sitting there listening to this profession of hope and faith. And you can... And if some of us have the, the gift of discernment, which 
you know, and you and I talked about this before, you you know what's happening in people because you can read because God helps you read. Yes, yes. It's like beautiful. Mm. So I think we finished the definition. That's really, it was important that I said the definition because all parts of us are yeah. impacted by loss. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's interesting, and I think the the part of that too is to, is to listen to God when He reveals those parts because everything yes. is going to be affected. Yes, but it may reveal itself more strongly in one part. It's like, hey, there's something here you need to deal yeah. with, right? It's yeah. sort of the knock on the door. Hey, open as up as you Let's, did, as you yes, did, absolutely. But it found absolutely. you. He found you. Didn't absolutely. He? Yeah, 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 and so. Uh, and I love what you said about the fact that, you know, everyone's different in their so, – so there's this journey, but there is different feelings, different ways we react to things. And and um, to be able to meet people where they're at, and, and, you know, God always does that, but to have a ministry that understands that and comes alongside people that way. And so, Karen, I kind of want to ask you is sort of we're wrapping up this podcast a little bit, but as you're sitting here, certainly a, a huge supporter of, of all the caring ministries, but as we look at grief support, what would you say to the person sitting out there who is maybe um, hearing this and maybe they're dealing with grief, they know someone who's dealing with grief? Um, what would be your word to them? Uh, I just think that even, you know, as I listen and, and think about my own life, like I could participate in, in grief support. And I think that um, I would challenge people to confront confront that grief, whether it be for themselves or they help someone else get there uh, when it launches in the fall to just to come and to, to see and, and to feel what it's like to be surrounded by other people who are also in the midst of grief and are being honest about that. Um, there's power in acknowledgement. And I think that um, people would be surprised at just the feeling of of hope and the lighter feeling that they would leave with just knowing that they were heard and acknowledging that hurt inside. So what would you say, the person sitting out there, whether they're dealing with grief, they know someone who is, what would be your your word to them? All broken hearts welcome. (laughs) That's great. All broken hearts welcome. There's Mm. hope, but you you have a community. You have a, a real welcoming, and we make it a very open and warm place to come. That's beautiful. You know, I, I say this a lot, probably every week. There's some things I say every week. I'm sort of people are like, why does he keep saying that? <laughs> and it's because it needs to be said. Um, you know, God's created us to do life with him and each other. And I think in, in an individualistic society, um, even in the church, we can become very individualistic with God. All I need is him. And, and that's true at, at, the, at, the, at the core. All we need is him. But when we say that, we're accepting the fact that he's going to use other people. Right. That you know, he 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 uses other people to help us in our journey. Um, he uses other people even to challenge us in our journey in a good and a bad way. Uh, some of the individuals who have helped me grow the most were not intentionally doing so. Uh, they wished me harm, and God said, "You know what? I'm going to use that." And, and so God uses people. And and when I think of um, someone out there who says, "You know, well, I'm going through grief, and I can do this alone." Um, first of all, you can't do it alone. Um, second of all, you, you need you need Christ to to, to help you work through that. Um, but part of that is He doesn't want you to do that alone either. He wants you to allow Him to work through your life in the process of community. Right. Yeah, please. And, and there's something major that you just made me think of. Many people come, and they're mad at God. Sure. And so, sure, being people who love God and know where our hope is sourced. 
that's what D- David lamented. Yes. So you cry out in all kinds of emotions, and that's where that incredible, you know, all the different parts of us, we say, yeah, we understand. We understand, but you know what? He understands. Yeah, I, I like to tell people that you can't rattle God's throne. Mm-mm. And, you know, a lot of times we, we think that if we let him know what we're... Th- First of all, let me... If you don't know this, let me lay on a little... It's not a secret. He already knows. But you might th- yeah, he already knows anyway. So so when people are like, I just can't tell him because I don't want him to know. He knows. Like, he, if you're mad at him, he knows. If you're... if you're, He knows all this, right? And, and so, first of all, you're not hiding anything. But the other thing is, too... Um, he's big enough. He's God. He's big enough to, to be able to, to meet you where you're at. And if, if where you're at is anger, he's going to meet you there. You know, he, he's, a, he's a patient God. He's a faithful God. In fact, the scripture says he's faithful to the faithless. He's a faithful God. He, he's, he's present. He, he, wants to be, he wants to meet you in your hurt. And if the beginning of, of your journey is, this, is to share your disappointment with him, your anger with him, your frustration with him, Great. Start there and then allow the Spirit of God to take you from that point forward. And I think my word then would be, you know, maybe you're sitting there and saying, well, I, I'm not going to go to church. I don't even like God right now. Um, no better place uh, <laughs> than to come and be around a lot of people who can understand that, uh, can understand that, that we've all experienced moments where we had hoped that life would work a different way. Yeah. Denise. You know, we had a, f- a fellow call me two weeks ago. He was a friend of a, a man who lost, tragically, um, a brother and a, a, a wife. And he said, I went to Grief Share five years ago. I remember your voice. Not about me. Yeah. But I, I remember, and I wonder if you could help me. I love my friend. He's struggling greatly with this tough loss. And um, he said, I don't know if he's willing to come to church, but are you, st- are you still there? Will you be there if I come? I said, we'll be there, and a whole lot of other people will be there to welcome you. Yeah. And I said, but don't be surprised. Your biggest gift is that you're present and you care enough to get resources for you. So that, And I, I gave him a folder, and I said, take these, and you go and offer these to him. But he might be very mad at God and might have a lot of questions. But he, he showed up and um, said hello, and he's going to try to, you know, bring his, his friend. But I said, give him time. He needs time to yes. catch up. Yes. We all need time to catch up. That's good. Good word. But, good um, word. Wow, that's a good word. Yeah. Yeah, just as God meets us where we're at, we have to be willing to allow the Spirit of God to use us to meet people where they're at. Yeah, right. And, you know, and, and not to feign as if we're shocked when people are having right. difficulties right. in life because, by the way, we all do. And one more thing. Yeah, please. If you have grief and, and you want to be part of this but you're not really ready, we always offer one-on-one. That's awesome. I love the, the connection on a one-on-one. Uh, in a place that would be very comfortable here in the church. Oh, that's great. Because it's a little scary to come sometimes to a group. So that may be the step before. The step before is always available. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we have people who love well, that Well, you can one. definitely, if you listen to this podcast, understand Karen Karen actually, I have to say, uh, said, hey, look, I think you should consider having Denise on the podcast. And uh, as we were talking, I, I was like, yeah, we 
should do that. And now that we've had uh, her on, uh, I think uh, I'd like to offer an invitation down the road. I'd love to have her back. Uh, there's just a lot that we can unpack here. And uh, she has such a, an amazing heart for God and people and such experience and, and, and just so much knowledge, not just in this area, but in so many areas. And so uh, it, do this. If you're, if you're grieving, if you know someone who's grieving, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Uh, you can do that by going to crosswinds.church. There's information there. All the contact information's there. Um, I had someone just recently say, well, you know, they couldn't find contact information on somebody, and, and they went to the website, and I was like, oh, goodness, I, I wonder if something was wrong. And I went there. The information is there. I confirmed it. Uh, you can connect. Uh, and so if, if you're not, like, you're sitting there going, man, I just can't, call the church office. You can do that, too, but reach out to us. We, we want to be there for you. If you're in an area, maybe, maybe you're outside of sort of the Finger Lakes area, you're another part of the country, another part of the world. Reach out to us. Uh, we'll do our best to connect you uh, with people who can help you. Uh, we, we exist not just for crosswinds, but most importantly for Christ and his kingdom. And so wherever you find yourself, we want to we come alongside you the best we can and find others closer to you who can do that as well. Uh, but for now, just remember, check out crosswinds.church. Check out Grief Share. Uh, check it out. Check out grief support and just just see if it isn't for you or for someone around you. And and, and if it's not, pray for it. Uh, it's kicking off again this fall. Pray for those who are going to be a part of it, that they find the healing and the love and the who knows, uh, maybe salvation in Christ. I, I love the story of the gentleman who came and said, share with me a piece of heaven. And now he's so ready to be there. Um, that's what it's really about. And so uh, I celebrate that. Um, check us out next week, but for now, be blessed and bless others. Thank you.